You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. I'm Evan Klosky. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us in on the Rays conversation. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Okay, Ulysses, it is a Friday, which means we are proudly joined again by Evan Klosky, Channel 10 WTSP Sports Director. Also a busy man, I will admit, between baseball, hockey, what's going on in college football, I think there's mini camp in the NFL. Like, you just must yeah. be running around from sport to sport right now. Hey, you know, sleep is optional at this point, so we're just getting through it. But uh, that, it's, fun, it's a fun time. Once, uh, once the lightning are, are done and we have that little break between uh, the Stanley Cup ending and mini camp beginning for the Bucks, then we just worry about the Rays, which is what we want to yes. do. <laughs> you'll, you'll miss uh, this busy time a little bit after around the All-Star break when the only other thing to talk about is the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. There's like that lull right there. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Baseball related. Uh, this has been a major, major subject over the past couple of weeks. Ulysses and I dove deep into it yesterday. The old foreign substance, spider tech, pelican grip, bullfrog, all these things that pitchers may or may not be using now that uh, has blown up and become a huge issue this season. Uh, Evan, just kind of want to get your quick take on what's going on and what MLB can do to resolve this issue. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a... Uh... It's a, it's a really big issue as far as picking up steam, you know, um, the big thing is there have been multiple stories that have come out just about pitchers crossing that line. They, they think it's gotten too far. And why is it a story? It's a story because the MLB is hitting like 235 as an entire league. Uh, all the statistics are down. And when the stats are down, people are, bored and when they're bored they're saying hey we need to generate offense again you know uh, my initial take is i find it funny because just you know last year uh and, and a little bit of 2019 we're talking about the hitters have too much advantages and they're popping balls left and right and now it's mm-hmm. the complete opposite now it's the the pitchers have all the advantages and pete alonso came out our our tampa native and he even accused the mlb to switching the baseballs based on the free agency class that's coming up. And if there are a ton of bats hitting free agency, they're going to give some advantages to the pitcher and vice versa. If there are pitchers hitting free agency, they want to give all the advantages to the batters. That was an interesting take as spicy as you're going to get. And (laughs) I was pretty shocked to hear that, but also Pete Alonso is one of many players who has said, uh, you know, if they're using that stuff, I don't care because I want them to have control. That 
that has been the company line for a long time now that, mm-hmm. hey, I'm okay with pitchers using the sticky stuff because they're throwing 99 miles per hour and I don't want to get rocked in the dome like Kevin Pilar had, you know, busted yeah. his nose. So that has always been the company line. However, uh, the counterpoint is now that nobody is hitting, um, our batter is really going to care about getting plunked when they're going to get demoted or, you know, their careers are on the line. So, well, you know. The, the issue here, Evan, though, I think you got to look at it. There has never been this much of hit batsmen ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's skyrocketed too. So the company line that you're saying, the Bryce Harpers and the Peter Alonzo, oh, well, it helps. No, it's not helping. It, it's yeah. just giving them nasty stuff. So I think there is definitely that line that you say between pine tar and sunscreen and the things that all baseball fans and all baseball players have been okay with for hundreds of years. And, 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 and then the other part, the spider tack, the bullfrog, whatever you want to call it, uh, that other stuff kind of crosses that traditional line, that the line that is not okay. The one that is enhancing your performance. Yeah, and, and there, I mean, this has been going on forever in baseball. Forever. Pitchers have been scuffing balls, spitballs, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you, you know. It's, it's been a tactic that's been utilized through generations and generations. Some pitchers way better at it than others. Some pitchers willing to cheat more than others. Some in the Hall of Fame with that stuff. Very similar to the steroid stuff. You know, if it ranks as high as the steroid scandal, I, that we're going to have to get removed from this situation to really assess that. I'm personally not ready to go there. I understand mm-hmm. that it's, it's certainly cheating. Um, steroids was also cheating. Steroids was also something where we said everybody is doing it. So you better get in line or you're, you're screwed. So, you know, I, I'm not minimizing this. I think it's a problem. I think it's a significant problem. Uh, and it's really coming to a head this season more than anything because this might be the tipping point of pitchers getting so good these days and also the spider tack or whatever, um, just helping them out just enough to really screw over the hitter. And now you have analytics on your side, you're getting the spin rates, you're understanding yeah. how much effect you're getting now with each sticky thing or stuck sticky stuff that you're using. So now pitchers are actually getting more educated. Trevor Bowers talked about this. Uh, he's getting more educated on just if I use this stuff with this pitch, it's going to have this spin rate. And now it's not like you're guessing out there, like you're going into games and you just know that you have the filthiest stuff available for you. And, you know, Garrett Cole, obviously making the biggest headlines because when he was asked if he used it, he essentially awkwardly mumbled for 10 seconds and then was like, you know, in the end, this has been stuff that's, you know, been passed down to me and other people. and Which is nuts. If the MLB wants to afford something, then we can have that conversation. So they've got chemists in front offices. They've got actual chemists. Like you can't, this is the same thing with the video room. This is the same thing with steroids. It has been boiling up for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And now it's coming into a head, to, to, to a head. But MLB has to do something because when your breaking stuff is adding 30% more break, and, and your RPMs are increasing by three to 500 RPMs by using this stuff, that's literally enhancing your performance. This is not okay. Yeah, yeah I agree. And uh, I think really the solution is, 
and, and just very quickly, I think the solution yeah. is just having like, you know, they put the rosin bag out there, MLB and the MLBPA need to, to come together, which is hard to do. I mean, when, when Pete Alonso is accusing the MLB of doctoring baseballs, again, just another little insight into how the negotiations are going to go yes. next and how a, how a lockout is, you know, imminent in my, in my opinion, I, I would be shocked if we don't have a lockout next season. Having said that, um, put something that's, you know, equally agreed upon behind the mound. Uh, and, and that's it. Like Roslyn yes. is not good enough anymore. So let's find something that's a little better than yeah. Roslyn, but let's also find something that's not bullfrog yes. and like just, you know, let's, let's come to an yes. agreement and, and have that stuff behind the mound, use it all you want. Let's not hide it. And now if you have something in your waist or we're spotting it, you know, now we can call you out on it because now you're, you're for sure cheating. Yeah. Yes. And that was our point yesterday was come up with a little bit, something better than rosin that is agreed upon. And also uh, if this is that big of an issue and they really want to crack down just between every inning, have some sort of MLB official or umpire do the old TSA check, stop and yeah. frisk. Hey, uh, you got anything on your hat there, bud? What about your socks? What about your belt? Uh, you know, let, let's take a quick gander at your jock strap there. You know, <laughs> something to where between innings, these guys are getting, I do not want to see Joe sure. West checking a jock strap. That's just I know. Yes, as must yes. watch TV. Actually, I mean they did. They depends, they depends what TV channel you're watching. That's true. That is true. And, I mean they do. Uh, you know they go in with them when they're doing p test before and after games. So I feel like yeah. th- it's not like this is totally crossing a line of we do sort of a pat down type of thing. Uh, yeah, the Pete Alonzo stuff is interesting. Uh, it, it's funny because. It wasn't but a couple years ago. I think it was the 2019 All-Star break when Justin Verlander accused MLB of enhancing, juicing up the baseball. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's this huge back and bang, forth. Bang. And I don't disagree that, uh, you know, the as far as the, the offense and, and the numbers, they've tanked so far this year. But isn't some of that look, I, I think all the, the spider tax stuff and, and all the substances aren't helping matters, but the fact that MLB chose not to implement universal DH and moreover introduced a weaker baseball to try to enhance offense. Like that's not, is that not counterintuitive? Those two measures right there. Just saying. Yeah. I think, again, I think it's just a tipping point. I think there's a combination of, the approaches from players and, and Charlie Blackman said it pretty well. I thought he's like, you know, I, I want to stop hearing about how hitters are going up there just to hit home runs and striking out all the time, though. I disagree with him a little bit. I think that's part of the approach these days. Right. Situational hitting is completely out the window. Mm-hmm. Having said that um, he also said pitchers are throwing 99, 100 miles per hour and the stuff is dancing. It's hard to hit. It's, it's, yeah. it's so incredibly difficult to hit. And I think that's what it is. And I think, again, having a, a 235 average uh, on top of the deflating of the balls, by the way, the, the, the balls are definitely non-juiced this year. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever juice they put in it, they went too far to the extreme that year. And then they went too far to the extreme this year. And I think, you know, they're, they're tinkering and getting the ball back to where it should be. But, you know, how many times have we been watching the Rays or any other team and there's a ball that hits the barrel, it should be out. And it's a 
warning track shot. Uh, Randy yeah. Rosarena just had yeah. one against the Nationals. Uh, should have been a grand slam. Now, uh, I don't like him, you know, just staring it down. How two people only scored in that play is still beyond me. But, I mean, that's gone. Like, that should mm-hmm. be gone. That was right. crossed. Yeah, and I think Willie Adamas sort of got the brunt of that too earlier on in the season with some of the balls that would be like, you know what, maybe in 2019, these would have flown out of the ballpark and they didn't there. Uh, Okay, Uh, we have been telling you about sports trade for a while lately. If you haven't heard about it, it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. Sports trade truly takes fantasy to the next level. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. It's a fair and super exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just recently added baseball to the platform. So you can check that out today as well. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action at sportstrade.com. Okay, uh, Evan and Ulysses, uh, let's bring a little levity to the program here on a Friday. Um, Ulysses and I, Evan, did a lengthy mailbag episode or episodes uh, earlier this week. And one of the questions we got was what our walk-up song, jersey number, and position would be if we played in the big leagues. And uh, Ulysses, remind everyone what your selections were there for walk-up song, jersey number, and position. Uh, 15 for jersey number. Okay. Uh, right field. I want to show everybody my arm. And mm-hmm. uh, for walk-up song, it would be two. Either Helter Skelter or Come Together by the Beatles. Those two. Okay. Let me say this. Uh, Ulysses, I know you've made fun of me before, but uh, let me see if I can name the Beatles real quick. You got George, oh Ringo, Paul, and uh, oh, so close, Tony, Silvio. No. Uh, I, who's the fourth one? Hang on, hey, you know, you know, Tony from the Beatles, yeah. No, Tony, I, I'm course. just naming can, Sopranos, not Beatles. Yeah, no, who's the fourth soprano. one? Seriously, John Lennon, bud. Oh, sorry, my bad. My god, is we've, he the most I've famous? I, I think Paul's the most famous one, right? McCartney, you can make that argument, yeah, yeah, okay. I, Evans like must be just totally aghast that I can't name the Beatles off the top yes. of my head. I don't know. I didn't name Mike Piazza in a trivia question for the Mets. So, uh, you know, we all have That's, our sides. Yes, there you go. That's true. That's true. Yes. And you're a big Mets fan too. So uh, exactly. and quickly yeah. here. Sometimes it's so close to your face. You can't see it. Yes. Look, when, when you're on the big stage, you got that, uh, you got the uh, red recording dot going. You you freeze a little bit. So yeah. my yeah, my jersey at home. You don't understand what that red light is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, let's just say Evans on a little bit bigger stage on a nightly yes. basis than what we're doing here with this little podcast. But yeah. uh, so my jersey number uh, would be seven or eleven. Rhymes with my name. Uh, position would be left fielder, first base, and or first base. Uh, my adult softball positions. Although Ulysses, I will say. Uh, you're talking about showing off your arm. I mean, you're, you, you've had this rotator cuff issue for... That's ever. my left so arm, gonna, though. I'm, I'm going to DH arm. you. I'm going to DH No, you. no, that's my left arm. My right arm is healthy, baby. I got it. Can you lift up the arm to catch a ball? Or Baby, let's go. Okay. I make slight catch. catches. He's a basket catch guy. Yeah, basket catches. There you go. Boom. Yeah. I, I got to see I gotta see your route running. I got I to see how... Okay. I, I don't want to see you doing some Austin Meadows bull crap here with getting all turned <laughs> around and... Daily lineup, baby. Let's go. 
Uh, and then my my walk-up song would be a little shout-out to St. Petersburg hip-hop artist Rod Wave, although I think Taylor Walls beat me to the punch because he has a great walk-up song by him. But uh, with all that background information, Evan, what would mm-hmm. be your walk-up song, your jersey number, and your position if you were a big leaguer? So jersey number is eight. That was my number uh, growing up. I... I did it copying my brother, but my brother did it for Cal Ripken Jr. So I was eight. Um, position, I would love to play shortstop. I think mm-hmm. uh, the 5'8 body of myself would be a second baseman, though. Uh, but, but definitely on the infield. And then um, for my walk-up song, I'll say this. I would definitely be that guy that changes it with the song of today, like what I'm yeah. listening to right now. So I, okay. I might I might change my song every homestand, but beyond that, I would probably go something Avicii related. Uh, Seek okay. Bromance is like my first song that ever introduced me into like the EDM world. So that's that's one that, that I always circle and I go back to. So if you jet out to like what I listen to now, it I've gone through phases, but it all goes back to like that song when I was I don't know when I was in high school and I heard it. So there's my. Uh, there, there's my walk-up song if I had to go to general, but uh, as I said, I would definitely, I would definitely switch it consistently. Okay, very good. Um, and let if me just, I was a yeah. closer, if I was closer, I would do like you know one of those heavy metal sort of songs. You know? Right. There, there's the nothing old... better than like hearing the Hell's Bells and coming out and closing the game. You know what? I, I agree with with that. If I were a closer, I would definitely play some like Black Sabbath. Just yeah. like I'm gonna scare you out. I'm gonna put some Ozzy from 1971, and you're gonna crap your pants. Or maybe you just do like a real mind effer and do like classical Beethoven lead in that way, and really like, man, this guy's out of his mind playing some classical music to get pumped up for a game. And you don't even blink on the way to the mound. Yeah. You got yeah. crazy eyes. Yeah, Pete there Fairbanks there with the crazy eyes, perfect yeah, closer. Yes. A uh, couple yeah, things. Fairbanks leaving all the fans with crazy eyes too after he puts two on with no outs and somehow Oof. loses that. Brother, indeed it's like he does. Pulling your hair out sometimes. Um, don't don't crap on your height there. Ozzy Smith wasn't super tall, and he still turned out to be a pretty good shortstop there. And I was also, what about uh, I, I? I got these. I, I don't want to come in with preconceived notions here, but I was getting some like Bon Jovi or Bruce Springsteen uh, well, yeah. you know, vibes. My, but is that my, my brother? My brother is a diehard Bruce Springsteen fan. Like you know, has seen him in concert mm. like 50 times, like one of those guys. <laughs> so, I mean, I love, I love, love me some Bon Jovi. Uh, I, I like me some Bruce, but I'm, I'm a little bit jaded on Bruce because I grew up driving my brother's car and all I would hear is Bruce Springsteen. It's like anytime I was in that car, Bruce Springsteen, I'm like, dude, how do you just listen to one artist your entire yeah. life? I do mm. not get it. Yeah. Now you know how I feel when uh, riding in a car with Ulysses blasting the Beatles. Or my sister <laughs> blasting Kenny Chesney during the summers. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Not a fan of country. Um, okay, Ulysses, before we move yeah. on to baseball trivia here with Evan, uh, you mentioned pre-show that you have a conspiracy theory regarding the Rays. I am very curious to hear what this is. Well, you know how I love my bobbleheads, right? Uh, you, you've seen me for, for yeah. like a decade now. You've seen the bobbleheads behind me, for God's sakes. I have even a Kiermaier Claus bobblehead behind me um i noticed when they came out 
with the promotional schedule, uh, you know, a few months ago, Brandon Lau had a bobblehead due in June. Mm-hmm. Now it's no longer in June. That it was out completely from the promotional schedule. And then I hear that Mark Topkin wrote that the bobbleheads just didn't arrive in time, so they've been pushed to September. September, a.k.a. after the July 31st trade deadline. People, do I smell a conspiracy theory here, or is this just nothing? I'm going to go nothing. (laughs) Wow, okay. (laughs) Because uh, it would be... We've seen it so often in the past where players have been traded and they still have a bobblehead sort of deal. And if you were going to trade them, why wouldn't you just get the bobblehead out of the way immediately so that it's a good point. Have no issue. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, now, does this mean he won't be traded? Right. Sure it could be, but right. You know, Given the given the pandemic and manufacturers and all that stuff, I'm going to lean towards I'm not buying it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to yeah, say I this. Like where I your head's at. <laughs> I say this was manipulated, and they made up some crock about a shipping delay. Oh, it's COVID time, so you know we just don't. Hey, can't can't we're meet gonna, the supply. We're going to be in 2027, and everyone's going to be using that excuse still. Well, you exactly. Know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I think not because of the trade debt deadline necessary necessarily but waiting for him to get hot or if he figures things out like oh wow brandon lau really heating up in the second half let's go ahead and have this promotional deal for him instead of right now where people are really low on him and it's like well i'm gonna come out for this specific game to get a a brandon lau bobblehead he's sucking right now like i feel like that's kind of where they're going with that and don't teams i've heard this before that they do kind of coordinate their bobbleheads before the season usually as to if and when they, these players might still be on the roster. So if a player is going to get shipped off at the trade deadline, uh, let's make sure we get these promotional schedules out in April or May or June, IE like, don't they have like the Kiermaier one is pretty early on and and things of that nature. So I I'm with you, Ulysses. I I say conspiracy theory. Look, uh, and again, I I understand Evan's uh, point because I am also a holder of a Brendan Harris Devil Ray bobblehead, and the guy was with the with the Rays for like a week. Okay, yeah. so I don't know why would they ever you know make manufacture his bobblehead, but they did, and I have it. So I, yeah, so I, I understand that they could this could be a nothing sandwich, but a nothing sandwich nonetheless that uh, could uh, satisfy one's conspiracy theory uh, hunger. Brendan Harris, Hall of Famer. Uh, okay, uh, fully loaded. Name that war. Yes. Full, oh, uh, 0.8 maybe. That might be what it is. Not to discount what he did in his career, but just. Uh, fully loaded shoe is tobacco-free, long cut, and the pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Uh, they're available in nine flavors. Fully loaded chew is made with all the food grade ingredients and tobacco free. Uh, it's part of also, I should say, tobacco free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. Uh, Fully loaded chew is offering locked on team listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just one dollar. That's right, just one dollar. So go to fullyloadedchew.com. And use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, just $1 in free shipping if you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. 
The next time you go for a dip, make it fully loaded shoe, fully loaded shoe.com. Well, Kevin, you know how much I love chocolate and the way to get my chocolate fixed without feeling at all like I'm cheating on my body is to get a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, they've got many flavors, up to nine delicious flavors. They've got coconut, coconut almond, raspberry, mint brownie, and of course, my favorite, peanut butter brownie. Uh, most of the flavors have 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and four grams net carbs. My favorite, uh, peanut butter brownie, 18 grams protein, 180 calories. You can't get better than that. Five grams sugar and five grams net carbs. They are so tasty and so healthy. And if you want to try something out, well, go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's L O C K E D 15, and you will get 15% off your first order. So use promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D 15, for 15% off at builtbar.com. Com. Okay, guys, uh, baseball trivia time, and I have before, confidence. Wait, yes, before you get into it, uh, Brennan Harris, uh, a one point one career WAR, but he did have he did have a two point four WAR season with the Devil Rays back in uh, two thousand seven. Look at that! Look at that! He had over two years a three point uh, what was it a three point four WAR. But he still ended up with a 1.1 career. <laughs> How does worthy, that baby. happen? Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, it was a sharp decline. Yes. Well, there goes my name. That war. I was going to have Brandon Harris, but now you ruined it. I've been <laughs> just saying. Oh man, yeah, that is. Uh, and he didn't. Man, he got so close to the pension too. He played eight years in the bigs, just two more, and he could have gotten that that dang pension there. So, uh, okay, uh, this trivia question for Evan. Um, so last week, the question I asked, uh, concerned, uh, hitters and their strikeouts. Now I'm going to flip it and go to pitchers. We would talk about the, the pine tar and the spider tack and everything like that and the strikeout rates. But, uh, right now, uh, in front of me, I have a list of all the guys who have thrown at least 3000 strikeouts in their career. I will say there are 17 players on this list. No, you don't have to name all 17. I just need three, three players, three pitchers who have uh, thrown at least 3,000 Ks in their career. Nolan Ryan. Number one. Randy Johnson. Number two. Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver, number six. There we go. You want to keep going? Uh, let me think for a second. Uh, what do we got here? Would Maddox be on the list? Really Maddox scared. is on the list. He is number 10. Um, man, I like this, like Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson is on this list. How about that? Uh, number 14. So very good, Evan. You got five. I'll, I'll let you stop right there. Let's uh, go. Ulysses, can you, can you rattle off a couple quickies? Uh, I got Koufax, Clements, and Sabathia. Wow, you really went quick there. Uh, Koufax is not on this list. Yeah, didn't Koufax didn't long. play long enough. I thought about him. <sighs> okay. Uh, you said Clemens, right? Yes. He is on this list, number three. And then who is the other one? Sabathia? Sabathia, number 16 on this list with 3,093. Yeah. Kurt Schilling, number 15. 
is also oh. on the list. Should be a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, Pedro I'm trying Martinez. to see. Uh, Pedro Martinez. All look, you guys are. I, I made it too easy. I made it too <laughs> yeah. easy. Just, I should have said nice. like name name half a dozen or something like that. <laughs> uh, the other ones are Steve Carlton, Bert Blylevin, Tom Seaver, Don Sutton, Gaylord Perry, Walter Johnson. Phil Necro, Fergie Jenkins, and I think we got all the others. Oh, Justin Verlander, number oh, 18 oh. on the list with 3,013. Okay, uh, name that war. Also, Evan, do you have a trivia question for us? Just So, yeah, mine's, mine's more of a, it's not a trivia question, but it, it, do the name that war and then come back to me. Okay. I'm, I'm swerving you guys. Is it a <laughs> Brendan Harris fun facts? Is that what you have? <laughs> Brendan Harris actually fits into the question I'm going to ask, but... Uh, okay. You'll enjoy it. Super utility players, maybe? Who knows? Uh, okay, so we know about the uh, rising stardom of Fernando Tatis Jr., but what about his dad, Fernando Tatis? He wasn't a bad ball player either. What was his career war? Evan, I'll let you go first, and then Ulysses, I'll let you go, and whoever is closest wins the challenge. I feel like he had a good, like he had a good peak there. Um, geez, I'm gonna. This is a this is a good one. This is definitely one where I'm I'm gonna be way off, but I'll go. I'll go twenty two point four. Twenty two point four locked it in. Okay, Ulysses. I'm gonna go with twenty six. Wow, you really have high opinions of Fernando Tatis. Uh, His I'm career like, really? war. Uh, Evan. Evan is closest, and you, I mean, you, you guys weren't really any close at all, but his career war, 6.4. Wow, that was a banana peel. Yes. Oh, and goodness. I knew I was going to inflate it, but I didn't know by that much. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> by 20? Jeez. Yeah, I just like, stuck on like the two grand slams he hit in one inning, and like I just yeah. I, thought he was an amazing player. Yeah, yeah I think he are. had that like one really good season. With the Cardinals and outside of that, I think he had trouble maybe staying healthy at times. And I should also note this, Tatis Jr. has already surpassed his father in career war with the little amount of time that he's played. He's at like nine point something. Uh, By the way, which which team do you most associate Fernando Tatis with? Evan and Ulysses. Okay, Ulysses? Cardinals, yeah. I agree. But what's funny... I, I guess those were maybe his best years, but it's not like he played for the Cardinals for like five or six years. He was only there for three seasons. He was, he was with the Mets for the same amount of time, with the Expos huh. for the same amount of time. He also played two years for the Rangers and, and the Orioles. But yeah, it's maybe it was because that was that era where like the video games, the MLB yes. video games were really at the, the peak there. And, and that might've been something with that. So there we go. Uh, okay, Evan. What do you got? Uh, okay. So uh, I was looking up a trivia question and and then I was like looking through all the devil rays. I'm like, man, there are some really awesome names I haven't thought about in a while. Just for you guys, what is the one devil ray? And don't give me like a Carl Crawford or a BJ Upton. Mm. <laughs> one obscure devil ray player that you love that other people would be like, What? Who's, you know, who's that guy? Or I haven't heard of that guy in forever. Um, Jorge Cantu. A great name. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, that I have not thought of in forever. Yeah. I don't know if this, I don't know if this passes the smell test, but Rocco Baldelli. 
Rocco Ball, I think he's too too good to be on this list. I think he's too well known. Yeah. Yeah. And he had the Rays uniform too. So you got to go green uni. And it has to be a Devil Ray. Can't be yeah. a Ray. Yeah, yeah, Devil Ray. Man, oh man. Oh boy. Um, maybe Toby Hall. That's a good. Okay. I, I accept Toby Hall. Yes. Okay. That's He's a good still, one. Uh, it's funny because I was looking at the the 2004 team, which is the only team that uh, at the Devil Rays hit 70 wins. Everybody else was below that, as we know. Uh, and, and I saw the. I saw Robert Fick, and I was like, man, I remember wow. that guy, Tigers. Uh, like, look, Jeff Blum. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, got, we got Damian Rolls and, uh, and Joey Gathright. I mean, we got some great names. Wow. Garthright. Jeez, yeah, these are names that you don't really think of uh, daily. This is a, a blast from the past. This is a, what, Friday uh, flashback? What is it, Flashback yeah, Friday? Yeah, flashback Friday. Lance yeah, wow. Carter, Todd Ritchie, uh, J- Matt Diaz. Was Joey? Didn't he play for the Braves? Matt, yeah. Matt Diaz? Yeah. Joey I remember Bass, him with the Braves. I didn't know that Joey Batch was on the Devil Rays. Ah, for a little cup of, cup of coffee. Cup yeah, of coffee. the Rays tend to get rid of players and they'll have stardom sometimes, like Josh Hamilton. That happened a lot in the Devil Rays era, not the Rays yes. era. As much, yeah, so yeah, we don't really need Josh Hamilton. At least uh, Joey Bats bounced around a long time before he uh, all of a sudden. That's true. Hit uh, ninety-seven homers in two years. Also, nice. a classmate with Ulysses at USF. Is that correct? Twice. Yeah, he was a classmate of mine uh, once in uh, finance uh, principles of finance class, and then another one was a a capstone for senior year to graduate. Um, yeah, he was an awesome t- uh, classmate. Like. We worked together. He was he was awesome, man. He took the classes in the summers, right? Or no? It he was took uh, in the, uh, no spring, 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 right. spring semester. Yeah, because uh, Dunedin's right there, and he lived in Tampa, so it was really easy for him. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Evan, you you wrap off that list of names, and in my mind, I'm thinking has beens and replacement level. That those are the two <laughs> senses I get with that. So yeah, that question, yeah. For some reason, like as as a Mets fan, like uh, I remember a guy like Royce Ring or uh, uh, Matsui or uh, mm. uh, yeah, Toyoshi, ma'am, uh, Shinjo. There we go, Toyoshi right. Shinjo. He had like the orange sleeve, the sleeve <laughs> before. How about that? What are you doing? A little Craig Council there with the. Google Google Shinjo and you'll see the what I'm talking about with the stance. It's it was uh, it was one of the more unique ones. Very good, very good. Okay, Evan, where can people find you and your work? That's right. Uh, I'm on all the social media platforms, uh, especially Twitter at Eklosky E C L O S K Y W T S P. Um, you can find me on Instagram as well at Eklosky, and then also uh, please check out tentampabay.com. We continually have your sports fix, uh, whether it's Rays, Buccaneers, Lightning, uh, essentially every team that's winning at all levels, we have it because they all reside in Tampa Bay. We throw it into a big old pot and we spit it out for you to easily digest. So, um, yeah, give me a follow, like, comment, uh, hit me up, and uh, I'll almost always respond. Real quickly, we don't have a lot of time, but – Yes or no, are you in favor of the 12-team college football playoff? Yes, I am. Likewise. I think it, I think it is good for the sport, and four teams ain't it. 
Two teams. See? Ulysses, more playoffs. That's what we need. More playoffs in the MLB. We're going to have I, I, to save that discussion for another yes, time, though. Yes. Okay. Yes. See Let's you next say week. Ulysses disagrees. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Okay. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Race podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you next week.